Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey, guys, and welcome back to the Know, Like, and Trust show. Today, we're going to be talking all about customer delight. And yes, it's time to acknowledge this is probably a little bit of a departure from things I normally talk about. But it is December as I'm recording this, and it is the month of, you know, all things gift giving, all things customer service, and sadly, probably the month of frazzled nerves. I don't know where you live right now, but where we live, we are in a freeze, as they call it. And I just heard today that California is locking down. That's where a good chunk of my family is. So frazzled nerves are going to be at a high this year, even if it wasn't just the Christmas season and retail nonsense, right? So on to the show. I've spent the last month talking about content because it's one of the easiest ways to help your audience feel like they are your people. I talked about many things, including letting them feel like they're part of your, you know, in club. I talked about inside jokes, and those are very important, don't get me wrong. But there are other ways to increase the light in your business. Now, if you're in the online space and you've joined any kind of program in the past few years, odds are you've received a swag bag of some sort. I've gotten everything from branded coffee mugs, journals, books that the program leader wrote, etc. And those are great. But also, we could end up in a keeping up with the Joneses situation if these gifts get bigger and better and more all the time. I mean, you know, what if one program has a better swag gift than the other? Is there a perceived value issue that's going to happen here? Because I have also joined other programs where I received nothing and programs where I've received a handwritten note that was really lovely. And there are so many different levels here. So that is not what I'm talking about when I talk about customer delight. There is no one solution here that's going to fit all people, all businesses, and all kinds of work. But I have come across a few companies, big and small, that are doing a great job in this area, and at least one of them is going to surprise you. And that is, drumroll please, I don't even know if you could hear that, I drumrolled my desk, but drumroll please, the Red Cross. Okay, so I need to give you guys a little bit of backstory here. I have special blood. It is something called CMV negative. And from the fairly limited research I have done on this, it means that I don't have a CMV antibody, which means my body and my blood have never been exposed to this particular thing, whatever it is. And because of that, my blood can be given to preemies and you know chemo patients and people who are very at risk and very vulnerable. And because I'm also O positive, I'm fairly attractive as that is because my blood can already be given to four out of the eight blood types. And then you add this CMV negative thing. And basically, I'm like the person that the Red Cross hounds all the time. Now, you think this wouldn't be such a bad thing. I started donating blood when I was 17, you know, the minute I could because it got me out of class for a couple hours. And I happily did that for about a year. And then I had some significant health challenges. My weight dropped very, very low. I was well, well below the minimum weight you need to be to donate for the Red Cross. And they would not stop calling me because, you know, on their records, I hadn't donated in more than eight weeks. It got to the point where they were calling every single night at dinner. And my mom totally chewed them out on the phone because they wouldn't leave me alone no matter how many times we said to them, for health reasons, I am physically unable to donate. And 
Literally, my mom had to field those calls for years until she finally got rid of her landline phone number. And because of that, I would not donate through the Red Cross. Every time I was able to donate through a non-Red Cross affiliated place, like at an actual hospital that wasn't run by the Red Cross or at a blood drive that wasn't run by the Red Cross, I would do that because I do believe in helping your fellow man. But I was so afraid of getting back on their list and I didn't want to get incessant phone calls again because you guys, they're relentless. So that has been my opinion of the Red Cross for years now, until recently. So this past summer, my husband found out that the Red Cross was doing free antibody tests for COVID. And since we believe I had it last March, but I was not able to get tested, we thought, hey, great way to do it. Well, joke was on me because it had been more than four months since I'd had the virus or didn't, who knows, right? And my antibody test did not actually produce a result. So that said, even so, I have donated three times since then because now that I'm on their radar, I'm, you know, back to regularly donating. But, and this is where the customer delight system comes in, right? They have changed their ways. They make it easy for me to be a good citizen, a good person and donate all the time. They have an app now. Not only do you not have to fill out that ridiculous triplicate survey with, you know, 87 zillion questions on it in person with a black or blue ink pen anymore, you can do it all on your app the same day of your donation. And then you just scan with a QR code when you get admitted to their donation center. Not only does the app do that, which, you know, makes your life so much easier, right? It also keeps track of your blood and tells you what's going on with it. So if you are in the testing zone, like they push a notification saying your blood is now being tested. And then when your COVID antibody test is out, they push a notification saying you can check your test results. So I immediately do, and I'm still negative, right? And then When your blood is actually being used, they send that same notification to you. So just the other day, I got a notification saying that my blood was being sent to the UC Davis Medical Center in California. Now, my blood probably travels a little farther than the average person because my blood is, as I said, quote unquote special. But I love this, all right? I'm doing a good service. I would do it regardless. But how much more fun is it for me as a user to actually know that even though I donated four weeks ago, I know what is going on and where my blood is going. It's so much more fun for me and feels like I'm actually contributing knowing that it's actually being used. And that is the kind of thing that you can help your clients with, right? So how can you do that the same way that the Red Cross is doing this for me? You can acknowledge that they are making progress through your courses. When I use my learning management system, Member Vault, for example, I can be notified via tags, via emails, however I have it set up, that my clients have made it 50% of the way through their course and I can send a little gift to them. It acknowledges that I'm paying attention, but it also gives them something back for it, right? It's one more way that you can add in a little bit of delight to your learning process. There are so many ways that you can do this. Obviously, Member Vault is the example I've given here, But there's about a hundred different learning management systems out there. There's so many different email services out there. And if you spend a little bit of time learning what they can do for you, you can actually really increase the perceived value of your experience, thus giving you the opportunity for testimonials in a much more meaningful way for you as well. All right, so that's number one. Number two is a company called August Uncommon. And I may have mentioned this company last year. They're one of my favorite companies to buy from. Now, this is the part where most of you are going to be like, ugh, 
We're talking about tea again. That's right, folks. I don't like coffee. I think it's disgusting. I tried really hard to like it in college. It didn't work. And I am a tea lover and probably a bit of a tea snob. I'm not going to drink your Twinings tea. And sorry, if you bring Lipton into my house, you'll probably be booted out real quick style. I like unique teas. I like good flavors. And it turns out I like both floral and smoky flavors, which a lot of people probably think don't go together, but I certainly do. Now, you don't have to love floral and smoky flavors to love August Uncommon. They have really unique tea blends, but they do have something for everyone. All right, full confession. I just while recording this realized I had tea brewing downstairs and had to pause and go down and grab it. So I am now sipping Psycho Candy, which is one of August's teas. They are fantastic. All right. So they make you feel special. The first time you order, they send you a handwritten note, or at least they did a year ago or two years ago, whenever I started buying from them. But they also, once you're on their email list, they'll send you an email a day before they do a sale and say, hey, VIP, we're about to do a sale, but you get first dibs because we know we're going to sell out of some of the varieties. So a day before the sale launches, you can log in, get the same sale price, stock up on your favorites, and beat the rush, if you will. So that's one more way that they make you feel special. And then to top it off, a couple days ago, I received my Black Friday tea shipment. I did stock up on the VIP sale, as you can tell. And I just took a quick, you know, Instagram story video of me like unboxing and like kind of looking at my favorites and whatnot. And they tagged me on Instagram and said, thank you so much for that. And I just responded something along the lines of, I like telling people about good things. And little things like that, that interaction, it makes me so much more willing to buy from them in the future because I know that they're noticing how much I love them. And it's gotten me nothing, nothing free, nothing at all along the way. But that little bit of acknowledgement makes me so much more loyal to them. One of the other reasons, by the way, I love them is because they describe their teas so amazingly. The one I'm drinking right now, Psycho Candy, is actually herbal. It's not even tea. It's an herbal infusion. But they describe Psycho Candy is all pumpkin, no spice. I mean, it's clever. It's cute, right? We married the creamy sweet depth of real pumpkin flakes with earthy ruibus. Even before you taste it, the heady aroma will intoxicate you. Each sip has a long, lingering caramel finish that remains long after the cup is empty. Adding milk turns the creamy sweetness up to 11, makes a knockout tea latte. All of that is true, by the way. And then just below that, it says, feels like a brisk walk under a harvest moon. So by the way, anyone needing copywriting help, their website is great for inspiration. Here's another description. This one is my current favorite black tea. It's a floral black tea with violet and elderberry notes. It's called Black Metallic, and it says tastes like candied violet, elderberry, blackberry incense. Feels like stargazing on an empty beach. Doesn't that just tell you so much about what drinking a cup of Black Metallic would do for you? All right, fanboy moment off. We're going to be moving on because I think you got the gist there. How can you incorporate some of the things that August Uncommon is doing for their customers in your own business? How can you acknowledge that people are using your services? How can you shout them out in a way that makes them feel special? Part of your in-crowd, just like some of the stuff we've been talking about over the last month with your emails, with your content, you can do this in other ways too. All right. And then finally, I want to talk about the final way that you can help your clients feel this delight. And we're going to be taking a few lessons from the Hallmark Channel. I know. All right. So if you are a longtime follower of me, 
last year, I put a blog post out about the five business lessons you can learn from Hallmark Christmas movies. And I did it as kind of a joke. I had never really watched Hallmark Christmas movies before, but there's a Hallmark store right next to the bread bakery that we regularly buy from. And they had a whole window display up in October, like all the Hallmark paraphernalia. It was like, you know, this is my Hallmark Christmas movie watching sweater. This is my Hallmark Christmas watching mug, all of that kind of stuff. And I cracked up about it. And my dad happened to be visiting us in town and was like, oh, your mom would love that. And then I got all intrigued. Are these movies really everything that everyone talks about? And then a former colleague of mine, her name's Tara, she has an Instagram account that reviews all the really bad Christmas movies. And it's hilarious. Her reviews are high comedy. We'll just leave it at that. But I actually started watching them. So this is one of those moments where you can judge me and I'm just okay with it. We're fine. But those five lessons actually do apply and they help you with the delight that you can offer your clients and how you can really increase that and just kind of, you know, bring things up a notch. So the first lesson, and I'm not going to read the whole blog article here, but the first lesson is know your target audience. And the example I give is that so many of the movies have, you know, eight-year-old kids, either they're orphaned or the parents got divorced. It's usually orphaned. And the reason is because Hallmark Channel's demographic is middle-aged women, and they cannot imagine a romance without having a kid in tow. So knowing your target audience and incorporating that into the content that you are putting out helps them feel like they are in the right place. Second lesson I put out in the article is that they're hyper-specific niches, and there are shoulder clients. And just because you are not that exact niche that we just talked about, you might be someone who can relate. Even if you're a middle-aged person and you don't have kids, you probably have a sibling that does, for example, those kinds of things. They also talk about all the medical ads that happen to be in those movies, but you'll have to read the article for that one. All right. I mentioned getting into all the, the promo, you know, this is my Hallmark Christmas movie, watching sweater and whatnot. That stuff sells out like gangbusters. And for the record, It's not what you're going to find at the thrift store in a month. People keep those sweaters. The balsam Christmas tree ads that are strategically in all of the movies. Those kinds of things, those product tie-ins really help people enjoy the process more, even though the commercials are quite sappy. One of the things that my husband and I make fun of is the next business lesson, and that is the FOMO. So apparently there is a Hallmark Christmas movie app, and you can check off all the movies you have seen and haven't seen. And that FOMO, again, it helps people feel special. It helps people feel like they're part of a cause, even if it's just watching Christmas movies. But that FOMO is real and it actually helps people feel more delighted by it. So I figured out after the fact why they have the app and it's because all the movie titles sound exactly alike. And you're sitting there and you're like, wait, did I see this one? Was it coming home for Christmas or going home for the holidays? Because they all have very similar sounding names, you can't remember which plot line goes with which title, and that is why you have the app. So it serves a purpose, but it also kind of ups the ante when it comes into that group think, that group culture aspect of watching these movies. How can you do that in your business? That is my question to you. How can you add a little bit of FOMO, not like bro marketing deadline funnel kind of FOMO, but real FOMO, like, hey, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of the people who are doing this great thing. That is the business lesson here. And then finally, the last lesson I have in there is about building relationships. True connection is important, whether it's running into an old connection in the town that you grew up in because 
let's face it, in these movies, everyone grew up in a snow-laden Christmas tree village, right? Or if it's a new connection that you make in some little meet-cute along the way. It's all about relationships, and it's all about relationships in our online business world, too. I love making connections. In fact, I just had an interview with a podcast guest who will be coming up in February, I think, uh, Lisa Princik. And we were talking before and after the recording about how great podcasting is for building relationships online. Yes, we're all stuck behind computers or Zoom screens or what have you. And well, these days, the rest of the world can kind of relate. But in the online business world, it can be lonely, even if you are an introvert. So how do you build relationships? How do you create these moments of connection in your business so that people are more delighted by their experiences with you, whether they're a client or not in this particular case. All right, guys, I hope that those questions have given you some food for thought. I hope that my oh-so-joyful experience with the Red Cross have given you a good example of what not to do and also what to do to increase delight with your clients and those online experiences. And yes, I hope you learned a little bit of something along with the levity of my experience in the Hallmark Christmas movie land. Until next week, see you guys.